0: Abby. and I'm Allie and it's about time for true crime. Hey um hey how are you guys
1: how are you guys doing happy
0: Tuesday Woo-hoo-hoo. um it's not quite Friday junior but it's kind of like Friday eve eve junior
1: yeah you get that going for you yeah, yeah? that makes yeah. it worse
0: only a few days
1: only a few more the rest of the week yeah. oh <laughs> gosh yeah
0: um How's your week going? Are you in the Tuesday slumps or are you like rocking this week? You're totally rocking this week. I, I bet you are, babe. This I can week. see it from here. Oh my gosh, you're glowing. Ugh. What are you using? What skincare are you got? Have you been drinking water? Have you eaten your vegetables? No and no. But yeah, I know. No and no for you. But like, I'm asking <laughs> them. I want them to be
1: well taken care of. I've been running on iced coffee and Advil for been, like a week. No way.
0: I've been on iced coffee and Adderall. <laughs> And Advil because I am literally a wreck from head to toe. Yep. Uh, Yeah. You guys, this weekend I had a migraine. Um, My cat bit through my hand to the point where like one of them was definitely infected. I think he got a muscle. Oh. And I had cramps and I had a foot with like my foot has tendonitis shit going on right now. So it's just like really annoying. So I was literally like, oh my God, (laughs) I was just like curled up in a ball on the couch all um, you
1: needed was to bang your elbow off of something and you'd be done for it's true but at least now
0: uh head stuff is resolved cramps are resolved hands is getting better foot still sucks but say lovey it happens yeah i'll count it a win but i hope you guys are doing better than that because cute little hot mess express over here
1: we have been what feels like beat up yeah. and like chewed up and spit out <laughs>
0: And then like dragged behind the car for a little while. A little bit. Yeah. For like yeah. a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know what? We're on our upswing. It's getting, it's it's lighter out longer. Oh my gosh, finally. It's not an Arctic tundra here in New England. I broke out my spring coat. I noticed. I know. It's like very Detective Sherlock
0: Holmesy. Oh, thank you. But is it cute? Of
1: course it is. Okay.
0: I might do it. Love it. Love it. Also, you guys, uh, this doesn't matter to you, but it matters to me. I'm on a black kick. Uh, I'm normally a big brown person when it comes to like my neutrals, mm-hmm. but lately I've been reaching for the black boots. I've been reaching for my black bags. It's true. It's new. It's I know. not very like me, but I, I do like it. You
1: are normally like brown and khaki and camel. Yeah. And now, yeah, you're going a little cooler tone, maybe yeah. some grays. Some grays. A little bit of black. I'm just keeping
0: a lot of it neutral with like pops of colors. I feel like that works good for me. I like it. Works well. Do I know English?
1: Works well. Works good. Looks great. It's done
0: doing the job. <laughs> <laughs> it done did it. Okay. <laughs> it done got got. Um, <laughs> it done but other than that, uh, the fashion update, the health update. Um, things are good. I've got my Dr. Pepper. Okay. Um, A.K.A. Barbecue Sprite. Mm. gross (laughs) I don't know why it fits because it's not but it fits you know
1: Uh, no I don't really like any of it (sighs) gross (laughs) all right well with that let's just get into it yeah nobody wants to hear about me anymore let's go (laughs) okay so hey hi hello and welcome hi to another episode of your favorite true crime podcast oh my gosh this is my favorite true crime podcast how did you know (laughs) today yeah I should probably fill you in on what we're talking about
0: i would love that because what our the fuck are we talking listeners about listeners
1: already know because they kind of clicked on it and stuff you're just uh. kind of sitting there all cute and a little dark mm. so let's get you up to speed we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. grant amato and the sex cam model oh this probably doesn't sound familiar to you no. I can tell by your face that you've not heard it you but girl say buckle up amato and i say
0: tomato <laughs>
1: Yes, that. Yeah, yep. That's okay. what happened. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wait, you said in the webcam model, the sex cam model. Oh, but it is like a webcam yeah, sex. Yeah. I mean that that works. Okay, okay. Fits. okay. We'll get there. All right. You tell me about this guy. And What's relax. his name? Grant. 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 You. And I okay. call him Greedy Grant. Ooh, Greedy Grant. But we'll get there because he's not greedy yet. He's just a baby. Oh, mm,
0: what a baby Grant, a model. Kinda. Yeah. You. Let's go. Yeah. Tell
1: so. Grant was born May 20th, 1989. Does that make him a Taurus? Maybe. Isn't okay. that Gemini still? Yeah, it is. I don't know.
0: I know Taurus is before Gemini
1: in yeah. May. Yeah, but I think it's but I don't know where it's, I switches. Think it's just after. Anyway, not that this anyway. matters. Although it kind of w- it would it make sense does. if you were a Gemini, but yeah. we'll get there. Anyway. Okay. Um, you'll <laughs> Sorry, find Geminis. but You'll find that we're not a fan of Grant. I kind of assumed. So don't think it's like, oh, he's the hero. No.
0: Okay. So never mind on the Taurus. We like Tauruses. We like Geminis too. But like, you know what I mean? Two-Face, we can like him and dislike him and get away with it.
1: Correct. Yeah. And with this one though, we definitely just dislike. Okay. Bye-bye Grant. So Grant's parents were Chad and Margaret Amato. Ooh. chad was a pharmacist and margaret was an operations manager oh for gosh. some company that i don't I know the name of margie but Dude. they were actually both really successful in their careers so nice. they did really well they did well for their family you'll kind of see how that comes into play later chad mm-hmm. was definitely more of a type a personality more of a go-getter mm-hmm. hardworking, and high energy and i believe that he had their home built in seminole county florida i think he okay. had sort of designed it and he designed it so that all of their children could have their own space like their own bedroom mm. so that their kids wouldn't have to share a room or anything like that and margaret was very passionate about animals more specifically Aww. horses so she was Me too margie she i want to say that either had a stable on the property or nearby and she took care of horses and then with all the neighborhood kids she would like let them play with the horses mm. and learn about them and teach them about them and it was just a really cool experience for kids to be exposed to because i mean otherwise unless you've got something like that it's kind of difficult to have that
0: well and also teeny tiny asterisk equestrian therapy is so good it's very evidence-based but it's also really fun like i used to volunteer at a place that did equestrian therapy for kids with disabilities and it was the best like if i could still go every week i would still be going but it's too far
1: really that's (laughs) awesome
0: and so i feel like having that in your neighborhood like for all the little kiddos like what a good opportunity for them
1: margaret had a son from a previous marriage his name was jason and when she married chad chad adopted jason as his own oh that's awesome so he wasn't that much older but he was you know a couple of years old and then when margaret and chad got married they had two more boys they had cody and then they had grant so grant was the youngest of three all
0: boys oh
1: he's the baby he is yep and they lived in florida florida did i say florida florida this is where we're at today lordy Um, lordy we're going (laughs) going to florida (laughs) (laughs) they lived in florida and had a genuinely happy family and all the kids seemed to be doing well Grant and Cody were very close in age. I mean, I don't think more than a year or two apart and they were just very close. Okay. You know, personality wise, they had a lot in common. They had a lot of the same interests. They were inseparable. They spent a lot of time together and they joined a weightlifting team in high school together. They watched a lot of like anime and cartoons Mm -hmm. together. They were on like an airsoft team together. I mean, they did it all together and it was very sweet. And unfortunately, because we're talking about this on a true crime podcast and not a Unicorn Shitting Rainbows <sighs> podcast. This are my favorite. I know. You Rude. know that all of this is going to change. Yeah. So the boys went to high school. They did well. Grant and Cody actually both began college at the University of Central Florida. Okay. To go for nursing. Oh, sure. And they okay. were both going for nursing. And go so Cody graduated with his degree in nursing and then further... Went for a certification to become an esthetist. And it seems like Grant was heading down this route too, but he couldn't quite keep up and dropped out of that other program. So, from what I can tell, he still graduated with his nursing degree, but he didn't get that further certification to work in anesthesiology like his brother did. So, after graduation, Grant started working actually as an ICU nurse. in an Orlando hospital so I think he saw probably a lot of stuff oh I'm sure um but things were going really well he loved his job he liked nursing it maybe wasn't the niche that he was sort of going for initially but he had room to grow and do a lot of things and then well things were going well till they weren't because that's usually how those things go right yeah so supervisors in the hospital started noticing something going on when Grant was on the job Oh. Medication started going missing, but not really vanishing. There would just sort of be empty vials of medication, which was really suspicious and kind of weird. And other staff sort of noticed that this wasn't medication that was prescribed to anybody, so why were the vials empty and where was it going? And the empty vials were those of sedatives. Uh, oh, which is a little bit concerning.
0: Oh spaghetti
1: and so when grant was confronted about it he said that he would give extra sedation meds to people that he felt weren't being taken care of properly so patients that he felt needed to be relaxed more he just sort of took it upon himself to medicate them that's
0: not right which is a
1: big fat no-no in the medical field you do not get to decide the terms of care for a patient that you feel feel needs more medication unless you have the authority to do so in this case grant just decided that they looked like they needed more medication and just did it well and that's
0: also super i mean obviously it's ridiculously irresponsible but also for somebody who could not get through anesthesiology that program yeah yeah that program (laughs) um you'd think that because so much of that has to do with figuring out dosage administering meds administering potentially like harmful Mm -hmm. meds that that would be pretty much the biggest fucking prerequisite and like don't get me wrong you still absolutely should never be giving anything or diagnosing anything that you don't have the authority to do so but if he had passed that at least i'd have some confidence that he understood how body chemistry worked with it well i don't have that
1: right now (laughs) well and the thing is is i'm sure he probably could have advocated for the patient Right. to the prescriber to the proper authority. Say so these people seem like they're in a lot of pain. Right. And explain what he's observed and then let the proper professional make the that then yeah, the next determination, but ultimately maybe that's frowned upon in healthcare. I'm not sure. Is it appropriate for someone to approach basically yeah, you know higher up someone kind of. more qualified yeah. who is the only one lawfully able to prescribe and say you're not prescribed i don't know maybe that's frowned upon yeah what i also don't know is if he's even telling the truth because he might have been taking those meds for himself i True. mean i couldn't find anything about him administering the medicine he's saying he gave extra to other people but did he right and is anybody following that up you know that medication's missing but did he just take it is yeah. he using it on himself what is that going to look like I'm also curious,
0: too, because it's interesting to me, and maybe this is just the way I think. Like, I don't want liability. So, like, for me, it's an easy ask to be like, okay, I'll go ask somebody else to do this thing because this is my thought. But, like, I don't want to pull the trigger on if we shouldn't be doing right, that. Right.
1: You're you're gambling with people's lives when you do that.
0: Yeah, you're gambling with lives and also the entire reputation of the hospital or the of establishment course. that you work at. I don't know. It's too. It's too... What the fuck am I saying? We're talking about a murderer, so I I'm not gonna understand it. But like I I can't wrap my head around it. It doesn't make any sense. Even from like a self preservation, like I know this shit kind of thing, it doesn't make sense to me.
1: Even in the kindest and most well intended places he could be coming from, it's still wrong. Right. Exactly. And when you take it upon yourself to just medicate patients on your own terms, you're a huge fucking liability. Endanger to every patient in the building you don't know what allergy they could have you don't know what other interaction that could have what they might be predisposed to you do not know what you're doing to somebody and that just drove me nuts but like this is the mindset yeah and who knows again that medication he could have just snuck away home or something and use on himself but he's saying he's like you know taking it upon himself Uh, fuck you all right yeah so, anyway, needless to say, he was very swiftly fired from this job. As he should be. Yay. Um, and this happened in June of 2018. So, he's okay. in his late 20s at this point. And okay. this timeline's important, but we're in 2018. All right. That's not far. No. That's
0: not too far. No. This
1: isn't like a decades-old case. Damn. Okay. So, he was arrested for this, too. Okay. But the charges were later dropped. So, by December of 2018, so, mm-hmm. again, about six months later... The Amados, mostly his mom, Margaret, and brother, Cody, had actually made a report to police because they were concerned about Grant's safety and mental health. Okay. So, he had not been doing well. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but I just want to include here uh, part of the police report. Mm -hmm. So, I want to read it. Mm -hmm. So, and again, this is written in first person by the police officer. So, I'm just going to give it to you straight i love it on december 20th 2018 i responded to redacted it was an address in reference to a missing adult who was depressed and demonstrating suicidal feelings upon my arrival i met with the reportees cody amato and margaret amato they are the brother and mother of the missing person grant amato okay According to them, Grant recently lost his job as a nurse and failed out of graduate school. He's been having strong feelings of worthlessness and what they had observed as severe depression. Grant has not been medically diagnosed as of this date. The family did go together to a mental health counselor recently and said that Grant broke down emotionally, admitting to being severely depressed. Yesterday, Grant left the home without saying anything to anyone. His mother observed him drive off the property. A short while later, she had a text conversation with him in which he told her that he was really tired of dealing with everything and he is just going to handle it his own way. Both Mrs. Amato and Cody say this is so out of character for Grant and that they are 100% convinced he will try to harm himself. Oh, wow. Grant has access to firearms and owns firearms. They are not sure if he has taken any of this from the house and they aren't sure of his inventory. (sighs) <sighs> mrs amato did remove one from his vehicle prior to leaving town however when she returned home two days ago grant told her that he knows she took one out of his car but she doesn't know that he has another one
0: that's not good
1: so that's the end of that okay report now the po- report goes on to say after they did find him that he was found at his grandmother's house that he denied being suicidal he just kind of wanted to be away from his parents and away from everything so he just went to a family member's house instead but it was very out of character behavior for him so as you can tell grant pretty much hit an all-time low after losing his job and again this was the early summer of 2018 loses his job and by december he's at the end of his rope and again we know the holidays statistically very rough time time for people and suicide rates always spike in december Mm -hmm. so in terms of being concerned about his safety and well-being very valid and that was a a call that they should have made but he never said anything about taking his own life it wasn't something where he could be involuntarily admitted right it wasn't like this is the plan this is the place this is the time but this was documented good i think that's important so he ended up spending a lot of time inside at his parents house he wasn't doing much of the things that he had enjoyed before he had been again into weightlifting and exercising and doing things that required him to get the fuck out of the house, and mm-hmm. he just stopped getting the fuck out of the house mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Yeah. And staying inside, he just was in a rut and he started watching more TV and like more anime and. Yeah. Kind of reclusing. Uh, yeah, he was will. just <laughs> staying in the home. And again, his parents had a nice house, so it was yeah. like it wasn't the worst place to be, and fuck it. He wasn't doing anything else. He wasn't working, he wasn't doing anything. Right. Okay. And so he started gaming a lot more. And then he started watching a lot more porn. Oh, Grant. Watching so much porn quickly turned to cam girl sites where he could pay money to interact with a particular girl. And for money, she would talk to him, do dances for him, no. send him special videos. And Grant, at the lowest point of his life, was pretty much freeloading off of his family. Oh, so Grant. the money that he did have, he it was just going to that. He'd gotten lazy. He sat at home. He jerked it and then jerked it again. And as I like to say, I think the blankets and towels in his rooms didn't fold. They cracked. Let's oh. leave you with that little visual before we move on. Ew. So he started talking with one particular sex worker, one particular cam girl. Okay. And he was hooked. Mm-hmm. So this cam model's name was Sylvie, and she actually lived in Bulgaria. Oh, shit.
0: Good for Sully.
1: and she's beautiful she really is and these companies these cam model companies make a shite ton of money attracting lonely american men to spend money on them and yeah. it fucking works and the way that this site operates is that a customer purchases tokens with you know american yeah. dollars and then those tokens can be cashed in so Just as an example, a customer could pay $500 for 5,000 tokens and then cash in tokens for certain things. So to talk to them, you cash in, to have her send you videos, to wear certain things, all that Uh. stuff. I'll let your imagination take it from there because my parents listen to this. So just know that it's, it can get pretty intense. okay? You can pretty much it's kind of like Burger King, you can, can have see it your where way you're going. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. have it your way. okay? But don't get crazy. Mm-hmm. So Grant became obsessed Ugh. with Sylvie, and I mean obsessed. I am not stretching the truth here. All day, every day became about how often and how long he could see her and communicate with her. And remember, he has never met her in real life. That's so. He has never touched her. He has never hugged her. He has never kissed her. He's never fucked her. He's never done any of it. She is always. Ugh. She is five thousand miles away. And In all likelihood, she probably has her own whole ass boyfriend that she can wine and dine using the money that she gets from people like Grant. Hell yeah, where she just says the right thing and like pops a tit or something. Like this, yeah, this is her livelihood. And oh,
0: sorry, mom. Sorry, dad.
1: She's a sex worker who would perform on camera for paying viewers. Right. To each their own. It's none of my business. You have the freedom to legally do whatever you want. If you're not hurting anybody, you're not breaking a law, that's the end of it. I'm not yucking anyone's yum. Yeah. By all means, carry on. But it's important to note that the nature of this is transactional. I can't speak for all sex workers, obviously. But in this case, there was no romantic attraction or unconditional love that sylvie felt for grant at all
0: yeah he paid was a
1: customer yeah trend like goods and services people goods and services okay that's what was going on here he bought tokens he'd get what he paid for if he didn't pay they didn't speak
0: right it's not like she was like oh gee missed you today it was like no if he paid sure if not yeah. get in line i don't know Yeah,
1: I've got eight other people offering the same thing for the entire day, so. Seriously. And so for Grant, this was not the case. He was all in. He was head over heels. And while he recognized that he still had to pay her, he just did whatever possible to get the money to be able to do so. Mm -hmm. I didn't get the sense that Grant was like, well, she's in love with me. You know, I didn't, I don't think that he thought, like. He was, oh, we're like, delusional. Yeah, about we're star cross lovers, and you know well, she's gonna run away with me. I do think that he thought that she had feelings for him. Mm-hmm. I think that it's her job to make sure that he feels like that; otherwise, he's not gonna come back and pay more. Yeah, or at least that she's invested in some form. But I mean, he would refer to her as his girlfriend, but it wasn't like she <sighs> he was ever gonna stop paying. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when he spoke of it. He just sounded so, like, I don't know, obsessed? Yeah. I guess it is the right word. He just would... Fixated, maybe? Yeah, he would take any means necessary to have access to talk to her. And again, hours a day. And with the nature of their relationship being online... Grant got to take some artistic liberties, if you will. Uh. So Grant could be anyone he wanted to be. He didn't need to be Grant, the ex-nurse who stole medication from a hospital, or Grant who was rounding the corner to 30 and was satisfied, sitting at home all day in his parents' house in stanky sweatpants. Right. No, Grant could be anyone. So Grant told Sylvie that he was this successful Twitch st- streamer that had money to burn and he'd burn it on her wow i'm so sorry okay listen i know that we live
0: in a time and age in which video games and gaming itself can be a very lucrative career Mm -hmm. i'm i'm well aware of that and especially for people who design games who help implement all of that but
1: if you pick anything in the world you pick a platform that she could go check i also just think that the nature of this is all social media and all about that, that i mean sure you can pretend to be anything you want to be hell i don't believe social media at all i'm convinced and i've actually know that a lot of my accounts have been hacked before like there are people i'm following i didn't follow posts that it says i've liked i didn't like whether it's a glitch or a hack or whatever it is you can't always believe it yeah and there's a lot of things and if no one's combing over all of their stuff always you can't be things are gonna look a different way things are just gonna happen and that is what it is and so there's just such a danger when you can hide behind a computer screen or you can hide behind a keyboard. And while they could see each other, while they could video chat, while they could do everything, that didn't mean he couldn't pretend to be who he wanted to be. Right. And so a Twitch streamer, if you're, if you don't know, Twitch is just like a a gaming platform and you can watch people basically live stream games that they're playing and you can make a lot of money off of it. Yeah. And so he's telling her that like, all this money that he's spending on her is just like a drop in the bucket because look, I'm this big s- streamer guy. Yeah. I don't know. So then uh. he started sending her sex toys to use on camera for him and lingerie. way, lingerie? way, me lingerie for her to wear. And you name it, he uh. bought it and he sent that shit. Could I be like,
0: um, could you pay for this house that I could stream you in? Sure.
1: Ugh. absolutely he would spend several thousands of dollars a day mm. a day a day one day i just took my I, I just took a sip of my dr pepper what the fuck uh-huh a day a day What?
0: The-
1: okay no we'll get there hold on okay she charged by the minute
0: Queen. imagine that
1: the capital Queen. m minute a minute of her time would cost a customer 90 tokens holy poop and he would spend hours a day every day to talk to her so if we look at an hour
0: Mm -hmm. one hour is 5400 tokens yep so let's say he spent mm, four hours a day how many tokens would that be Twenty five ish. Twenty one thousand six hundred. Twenty one thousand six hundred. That is ridiculous. Correct. Even if that ends up being like one dollar equals a hundred tickets, that's still it's thousands a day. What the fuck? I I know. I know. How?
1: Oh, we're gonna get there. Okay. And that's that is just the time to speak with her. That's not <laughs> including. The photos that he's requesting and getting. I mean, paying for. Put it that way. The videos, the personalized videos, the good morning calls, the nighttime, whatever. Also not including the sex toys he's sending to her. The lingerie that he's asking her to wear. I mean, there's this satisfaction in picking something out and sending it overseas to her to then see her wear it. Right. And it's all for you, baby. You know what I mean? It's just... yeah, And I mean... There's there's a piece of finesse on her end that is making an individual experience with each customer. She uh, she's making bank, dude. She is. And now her they work for these companies i mean this isn't like an only or at least from what i could tell not like an only fans where i'm pretty sure listen i don't know anything about only fans really the, the finances of it but i'm pretty sure i could make one today and be making money tomorrow and that money would go directly to me i'm not Right, it's not an agency or anything yeah like that. and yeah. i think with this particular company that she worked for it was an agency and okay. so there are a bunch of different cam girls across right. all various I don't know demographics of what someone's looking for right you're literally yeah. just online shopping if it at at its barest terms yep and yes. i'm not sure how much of that money she's taking home i imagine that she's making a lot yeah i hope so she's earning a lot if she's not bringing it home <laughs> right so just so you know this is what Ugh. his life has become and this is going on for months Like months and months and months and months and months. That makes me so sad. Correct. So, you might be shaking your head. You might be racking your brain. You might be talking to yourself in the car and you're saying, Allie, how does this unemployed former nurse in his late 20s slash early 30s afford thousands of dollars on a woman he has never met? I hear your question, babe. I am the math
0: woman meme. That is me right
1: now. I hear you. Hmm? Let me answer you. He doesn't. He doesn't afford it. He can't afford it. So
0: he just uses all of mom and dad's money.
1: As it turns out, Grant had blown through all of his own money. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. Anything that he had saved when he was working, gone. Yep. After he was fired from that job, he was staying home. He didn't get another job. Well, and you know what else? And like...
0: You know, this is not for nothing. Again, we have that documented report of his mother and brother being concerned for his well-being.
1: And this sort of, like, factors into, like, the middle of this, sort of. But to give you the idea of, like, the way that his mental health is declining. And I just,
0: I feel like, for me, it makes complete sense to just not give a fuck about money if you're in that space. Like, if you're in that headspace, obviously your goal is not, what am I going to build like start building for my future tomorrow, it's like, oh, what can I do to make this pain go away right now? Yeah. And it's not let me save all my money. It's let me get sweet nothings
1: from a sweet something online. Absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. And in this case, he ended up telling his family that even though he wasn't working, he was working on something. Okay he was convinced that he was going to make it big as a twitch streamer or at least convinced them that that's what he thought and got them to invest in him so he's like i need to be able to market myself i need to have advertisements i need to be able to afford the equipment for this this is what my dream is this is what i want to do would you help me would you help me get started and they feeling like he's down on his luck said okay sure and they gave him money and they gave him more money, and more money, and more money, and then... Where do you think that money went? Because I oh, can... Oh, Sylvie. Garen, goddamn Tia, it didn't go to any of the stuff he said it would.
0: Yeah, I feel like it went to Sylvie. It did. And her wardrobe.
1: So after he had burned through all of that, he did more bad things. No. He started racking up bills on credit cards that belonged to his parents, and thousands, and I mean thousands more spent there then he fucking took out lines of credit in his parents name and racked up debt on those two in their name yes like took out credit cards using their information maxed those out he plummeted his family into financial despair to gain access to a woman who wasn't ever going to have a real relationship with him Greedy Grant spent $200,000 of his family's money on this woman. Two Grant. hundred. Th- let me say it again. What the <coughs> fuck? <coughs> me, 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 me. <coughs> $200,000.
0: My wallet is vomiting. My wallet is shitting its pants.
1: $200,000 for That his girls. family didn't know. Because they gave him thousands. Again, they're doing well. They can do that. And they feel like they've got a son down in his luck and he's been struggling. Right, let me help my child. This is his dream. I will will try to support him. And then he takes out credit cards. So his family discovers this sheer fucking selfish financial destruction that he has unleashed on them. And they gave him an ultimatum. They said that he can either get out of their home and be done with it and, like, leave, run away, and not come back. Or he can begin some intense mental health and behavioral treatment, work to pay back the money that he's taken from them, and stop all contact with Sylvie.
0: That's much nicer than I would have been.
1: (laughs) So they found a program for him, actually, a mental health program. It was supposed to be a 60-day program, and he'd get wraparound care. It was going to be a pretty good intense program I want to say some of the sources that I found said that this cost them like $15,000 to send him to this treatment program I want to say
0: oh my gosh
1: I know I want to say that this wasn't anything like insurance covered or anything like that
0: well yeah I mean even from the experience that you and I have we know how hard it is to get cheap rehab for someone who needs intensive inpatient care
1: yeah and I mean in terms of a 60-day program, two months, wraparound care is a lot of money, and his parents forked that over, Wow! and they didn't go to the police, they didn't tell the police about the theft or anything like that, because they knew that he would do some serious time for it, and they wanted to help him, and at the end of the day, this is their son, they didn't kick him out, and they devoted more resources to trying to help him, which says a lot for his family and yeah his parents took the loss they refinanced their mortgage they set themselves back financial decades Holy to shit. try to help him they were rounding the corner to retirement so this was <sighs> such a gut punch like they were gonna downsize and you know their kids yeah. are all like in their mid to late 20s early 30s you know like fly birdie you know they were about to be able to just sort of right be the two of them Ugh. and all of that got set back and it was all because of their shitty son doing shitty shit grant so grant went to the treatment center and while he was there other family actually came forward grandparents aunts cousins and they were like uh yeah grant took money from us too damn and to try to help him out to again try to smooth things over protect him from police you know charge like anything that Mm -hmm. could come of this his brother cody who's like his age who he had taken money from him too offered to pay the other family that he owed to like settle those debts holy fuck to just try to help him to have a clean slate to make it up to that family so that no one would get him in trouble i mean they all bent over backwards a thousand times they're like contortionists for this guy who didn't fucking deserve it but anyway wow grant lasted a few weeks in treatment then he left
0: that sounds on par
1: so they took grant to dinner at a california pizza kitchen and as an aside if you want an overpriced but pretty decent wedge salad that's your place just saying but anyway okay anyway back to this shitstorm um at this dinner his mom laid out some ground rules The family was nearing the end of their rope with him. And I'm surprised that they hadn't already gotten there. But again, kept the police out of it. Tried to support him, but hold him accountable. Which I think is probably the best way that you could handle anything. Oh, yeah. Support them, encourage them, but maintain the accountability. And then help them develop some pro-social habits. Which is pretty much exactly what they did. So here's what she said. He had to agree to certain conditions. And this wasn't just her. It was Margaret and Chad laying this out. And it was sort of a family effort with grant saying this is what needs to happen if he wanted to continue living at home he needed to agree to these conditions the first was he needed to get a job and it specifically needed to be a day shift job I couldn't find any specifics as to why, but I think it's pretty easy to surmise that it was probably to keep tabs on him and also so that he can get back in some kind of normalcy. He was staying right. up all hours of the night, oh gosh. which I think was probably related to the time difference in Bulgaria to be able to talk to Sylvie, that his entire schedule ah. got flipped on its head Yeah, to talk to her. So if they sort of mandated that he had a day job, it would kind of eliminate a lot of the time that he'd be able to talk to her. Right. Going hand in hand with that, another stipulation of this was that he wasn't to be on the computer after midnight. This grown ass man had a fucking internet allowance. Like that's that is how poor his decision making had got. That this is where the family thought it was best. Yeah, had to be. Where it was you couldn't be on after midnight. So it would really give him limited time after a full day's work
0: to to have access
1: to those things. To try to get him out of the house. To return to some sort of sense of normalcy. To have some kind of normal life that wasn't just basically hiding out in his room with the shades drawn. And the tissue box out. Seriously. Talking to this woman that has probably sent you the same video she sent 200 other people and is making quite the pretty penny from it. Again, that's her job. Most people interacting with that, or at least you'd hope a lot of people interacting with that, aren't under the impression that this is genuine or unconditional right it is literally the definition of conditional yep (laughs) it's transactional like they're again goods and services come on but anyway so the computer piece he wasn't to be on the computer after midnight he would basically have monitored time on the computer the last thing was that he was no longer allowed to speak to Sylvie, mm-hmm. but he had to apologize to his family. So all the family that he'd stolen from, right you have to make it right, and you cannot speak with her anymore. And he was told at this dinner that if he did speak with her again, that he would be kicked out of the house. Okay, so he would not get a choice next time. No, there was no... This was... gray area yeah this was okay you left the treatment after we did that we already told you to stop you didn't listen you didn't do anything you continued to steal right so this is where we're at
0: holy shit
1: so apparently grant was told by his dad that if he ever set foot back on the property if he broke that rule that he'd kill him he's like i'll shoot you i don't care this is this is this is grant's version of things i am going to be honest i doubt it but do with that information what you will. That's you might believe him. Good to note. I'm Thank not you. you. But basically, I do believe that the dad was probably like, if you break these rules, you cannot come back.
0: Yeah. This isn't
1: negotiable. We've been through enough. You've like ruined this family.
0: Yeah. <laughs> enough times at least.
1: And we're here to support you. But this is what you need to do. So after this conversation, i assuming days went by or something like that. Mm hmm. He used his mom's phone and he called Sylvie. What an idiot. So Chad found out about it, obviously, and told Grant to get out of the house. Yeah. You broke the rule, my guy. You were told. It wasn't like you weren't rule. warned. Like you had one job. And literally you didn't have a job, but you had one job. <laughs> okay. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: He's so stressful. He's like giving me ulcers. So Grant's out of the house. The next day, oh god. Cody's co-workers at the hospital that he worked at okay. called in a welfare check because Cody didn't show up for work. Again, Cody's the older brother. He's, I think, 31. So the next day. The next day. Okay. After this kind of get out of the house conversation. Get out. Yeah. Welfare checks called because Cody never missed work. Okay. Loved his work. Loved his patients. Loved yeah. his co-workers. And definitely wouldn't just not show up and wouldn't do that without calling right so immediately they're like someone needs to go check on him so they called in a welfare check and at this point law enforcement arrived at the family's home to a brutal crime scene (sighs) so on january 24th 2019 and again january so that whole thing in december of the police report oh my gosh, that was just over a month but holy cow, all of this spending and all this shit with the cam and everything, six months. Holy, so right fuck. when he gets fired. Oh my so gosh, you,
0: there was no time, nothing, he just
1: straight spiraled okay. right into it. So, on January 24th, 2019, Chad Amato, Margaret Amato, and Cody Amato were found shot dead in the family's home. No, and after this scene was discovered. There was a bit of a manhunt for two people. The first one was Jason. He's the other surviving son. Okay. He was married and out of the house. He's the older brother. He's Margaret's son from her previous relationship. okay, Okay. And also for Grant. So they find Jason. They speak with him. And he was told of the murders of his mom, his dad, and his brother. And he was in total shock he was completely devastated he's like married he lives with his wife he's a little far away i mean not far away but not in the home and his entire world just crumbled inward i mean both his parents and his kid brother are dead and he's got one surviving family member and he doesn't know where he is
0: and he doesn't know yet but he's the one that took the other ones away
1: oh yeah shit so on january 26th 2019 which was two days after the murders but the day after they were discovered yeah grant's vehicles found he had like a 96 honda civic i think it was or maybe an accord oh. i think it was an accord anyway not important but it was actually parked at a nearby hotel so they went to his room and without incident they detained him and brought him to the police station for questioning yeah so grant was interviewed for quite some time And he really just sat there stoically. And his entire interview or interrogation, all like hours and hours of it, is recorded. You can watch the whole thing. It's not riveting. We're going to talk about the highlights. I'll give you the highlight reel, if you will. But not all of it's fascinating. Because really, he didn't show much emotion. And the killer, what really chaps my ass about this, is that he didn't ask any questions. He asked none? He didn't ask... Are my parents okay? Is my brother okay? What happened? Why am I here? Didn't ask questions. He was just even keel and he chose his words very deliberately. Oh my gosh. Then Grant said that his dad was verbally and physically abusive toward his mom and everything. Are you
0: fucking kidding me? I
1: wish I was. And saying that it had gotten worse in recent weeks and with all the stress and all of the bullshit. No evidence to support that, but whatever. Then he says that he had... Taking some money from his family to speak with a cam model. And, I mean, she was really like his girlfriend, you know. And, well, his family really didn't like it. And he said that he was kicked out the day before and he hadn't been back to the house since. So, whatever happened after he left, he did not know about because he wasn't there.
0: Right. Naturally. And,
1: again, just want to reiterate. He never once asked, is my family okay? Is everyone okay? Why are you asking me these questions? What happened? Where are they? Are they home? Are they okay? Are they away? Is the house okay? none of it none of it oh my god cody and grant were like as close as brothers could be inseparable yeah even if not for your parents for whatever reason right
0: you're mad at them because that
1: switch because they're the authoritarians toward you whatever even though you're fucking 30 but whatever right even though they're taking an authority role over you and you that might harbor some resentment i don't know but your brother the one who's had your back you don't want you don't wonder about him you don't know you see what i mean What an asshole. The reason why he never bothered to ask is because he already fucking knew. Well, yeah. So the homicide detectives that were interviewing him uh, were, her name was Eva Moltari, which I just thought was beautiful. And then the other one, his name was Danny Anderson. And here's this interaction between the two of them. So they ask him, quote, if anything happened in the home to bring law enforcement there, what would you think happened? And Grant said that there was a shooting. Why would you say that? Oh, it gets better. And they said, okay, between who? He said, I don't know. Between Cody and my dad. They said, why would you think that? He said, to protect me or help me. Oh, it's going to be about you. Okay. Okay. So the detectives had their roles. Eva was the nice rapport builder, right? The typical good cop. And Danny Anderson was the more gruff and firm one. The, Bad cop, bad cop right and that wasn't working that whole dynamic yeah. that they had so they switched it on its head and then eva became the, the bad, bad cop, cop. And oh Danny interesting was the good cop. did that throw him off enough it did nice i mean not enough but you'll see so Damn. you can see again the footage of this entire interview this part of it eva takes out crime scene photos And she puts one in front of him and says, so the last time you saw your brother, is this what he looked like? Crime scene photo. What about your mom? Crime scene photo. What about your dad? Crime scene photo. And this is the first time that you see him show emotion. Holy shit. Because he's being presented with the photos of his dead family. Yeah. And... I assume after
0: they're deceased, right? They're the crime scene photos. Oh, yeah. It's like
1: shot dead shot dead shot dead well is this what your brother looked like what about your mom what about your dad because you're saying when you left everything was hunky-dory but no one's been to the house since and it was only you and you're the one with the issue so what happened right and it was really weird because it didn't look like there were any like tears i mean he seemed whiny and like he he put his head in his hands and he sort of looked hunched over a little bit and he really didn't want to look at the pictures but it just seemed like he was feigning emotion. Ugh. It was very odd. It was like these really weird whiny sounds. I don't know. Again, it's really difficult. You can never say what the right reaction is going to be to those things. And right. no matter what you do, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't because someone's always going to have an issue with it. So I don't want to s- say that he's faking it or that it was the wrong reaction. But to me, it just felt wrong. It just felt a little bit off. But you might <laughs> look at it and be like, wow, he's so strong. I don't know. I think what gets
0: me about that isn't necessarily the specific reactions, but it's the specific reactions in tandem with the lack of questions with the lack of like, I don't know. I want to say responsibility almost. Mm -hmm. And then included with like, Oh, don't show me those. And like, yeah, it's going to be emotionally harmful whether or not he was a part of it. And because we're talking about him, I feel like he was, but regardless of the part that you play in it those are still people that you grew up with loved lived with watched observed like that's gonna poke at your heart regardless right i just think that if that had been in tandem with like oh my gosh what can i do can i help what's going on how are they doing is there anything i can know is there anything i can do like that's so much different
1: in my brain oh it is i don't know right and so then Eva says that she goes, you were the one depressed. You were the one who owes money. You were the one who got in a confrontation with your father. Who else would do this to them? Shit. And reminded him that there was no one else that went into the house. I mean, there just wasn't. And Grant just said, "I I don't have the answer. Like, I don't know. I don't have the answer. I'm not sure. Damn. Those were always his responses to their questions. And- Law enforcement then tries something else. They bring in his brother, Jason. Oh, sure. So they let him into Yeah. the interview room. They leave the room. It's just the two of them. It's just brother to brother. Right. And that's his only surviving family member. The rest of the family has been annihilated. And so you've got Jason, the older brother, yeah. going into the room, sitting with Grant, his youngest brother, looking at him, wondering are we in this together because our family's dead now? Or are you the one that took them from us? Right. Like you can kind of see it in his face. He sort of like goes back and forth and his, his body language and everything. He's just found out that his family has been wiped out. Right. And it's like, he's, he's emotional, but he's trying to figure out what happened. And he's also trying to see what he can get out of grant right. because he's in the dark too. And just kind of wants to see what grant is willing to share with him. Right. And again you just see it in his face he's back and forth he's like between thinking grant did it and then thinking there's no way he could do it and he tells grant that he loves him and he loves him the same way that he loved his brother cody and the way that he loved his parents and Uh he says that he just needs closure to know what happened to them because he wasn't there to protect them right he's like i just need to know what happened and grant gives him nothing he said he just says i don't have answers for you he's like i don't have the answers what the fuck and says that you know he says he loves you t- I love you too and that's that and at that point they just sort of hug and Jason's like I love you like I I yeah you're I love them you're you're all I have left now and we're going to have to move forward you know but Grant right. just gave him nothing and after that after the good cop bad cop and then switching it with the good cop bad cop and right. then the photos and the everything and then bringing the brother in Grant didn't crack he didn't break he didn't budge spill he didn't change his answers nothing changed so they let they let him go because they had to right but they're working tirelessly because they know that he's the only one with motive and opportunity right and they know he did it and so they track his phone they get all the records and everything and they see that just after the murders were committed and i mean like just after yeah he went to a publix parking lot and if you don't know publix is like a Grocery yeah. store. I don't know if it's only in Florida, but at least like down south. It, yeah, I think, you know what? I think there might be one in Georgia at least. But is that it? Okay. Yeah. So your grocery store, let's just yeah. say, goes to a Publix parking lot. You know what the first thing he does is buys tokens, talks to Sylvie just after they're dead.
0: Oh my God. It's just so fucked. It's just so fucked. He dropped five hundred dollars in that moment
1: so they continue because that
0: probably cost that's like a half hour for him
1: oh we're gonna we're gonna get there oh god so they continue to gather their evidence because a lot piles up but i really want to wait and tell you about it and how it's presented in court yeah because there's a lot so grant's arrested for the three murders i think that's pretty pretty cut and dry and yeah that's good they start his trial in July of 2019. Okay. So, prosecution lays out the following series of events, so to speak. Um, and there's a, co- th- I think there's two different prosecutors, and they're both male. So, I say he and they. It's really both of them, and I don't know which ones okay. it's what. Um, <laughs> I mean, I the do, prosecutorial but... It's, if I included all the names, it'd be a confusing maze. So, we're not going to do that. Okay. So, the prosecution team... Yes. If you will. Um, said that Grant staged... A murder suicide scene and that he made it look like cody had shot the family by leaving a handgun by cody's body what the fuck? which he did if you look at the scene by cody's body there's a gun on the ground and to match each victim so if one of them was shot three times there'd be three shell casings next to them if this one's shot twice there's two casings there set oh. up just so what the fuck the issue, though, was that none of it matched. What was found by the bodies were not the ones that were fired. So the casings didn't add up. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So then the prosecutor said that there was a holstered gun on Chad's right hip. Okay. So, so Chad, why would, the dad. Okay. So we've got Cody on the ground, gun next to him. And we've got Chad gun holstered, on him. holstered gun. Okay. Right. The issue is. The gun was facing backwards. The butt of the gun is facing outward, like in front of him, which yeah. for a right-handed shooter, would not it would be turned around.
0: Oh. So it's
1: facing the wrong way. So it was very obviously planted on his dad's hip to try to look like he had it on, like he was wearing right. it. Oh my so gosh. again, the scene is set up to look like both of the men in the house were armed. And an altercation broke out and Cody shot the dad and like again, the mom, but it, it's trying to stage it like that. Right. So then the prosecutor provides some pretty damning evidence that I just loved.
0: Yay. Just
1: after the murders occurred, you can see in Chad's bank account, the dad's bank account, that it was accessed by using a fingerprint on the phone. Oh, my gosh. Are and, you kidding? And then a large transfer was made out of Chad's account. Do you want to guess whose Where account the money go? went to? Where? Greedy Grant. Fucking Grant. And then Greedy Grant logged into Sylvie's chat room. And then that's how he bought the $500 worth of tokens. Oh, my gosh. So defense leaned on the fact that there was no murder weapon found. And that was right. There wasn't. I mean, there were guns at the scene, but that didn't match the ballistics. And... They claimed that while he did previously have firearms, that he had already sold those long ago to maintain his habit, basically, which was literally just talking to Sylvie and probably a sex addiction or at least a porn addiction or something. Right. So they're saying he already sold everything he had of value, including all of his guns. So he didn't have access to that. Oh, my gosh. And there really wasn't any physical evidence. I mean, there wasn't. Nothing. How do you... How does somebody that dead behind the eyes
0: think that far ahead? Mm -hmm. Oh, we'll get there.
1: So something interesting, too, which I learned in researching this case, actually, is that under Florida law, jurors can write down questions and give it to the judge. And the judge can ask witnesses those questions. Wait, I really like that. It's really cool. So if they've got something, they're like, that doesn't add up. Yeah, what's going on with this? They can jot that down. So when the detective Danny Anderson was testifying, jurors wanted to know why Jason wasn't looked into more because the way the jurors saw it was two brothers are here. Yeah. Only ones looked at. You picked up Grant and combed over all of his stuff and were like leaning into him. Okay. Did you lean in the same way to Jason? Why did it almost seem like you sent Jason into the room with Grant alone to like set him up? Right. Like, it seemed like you were trying to get Jason to ask Grant specific questions. Did it, were you, What if Jason's the real killer trying to set up his brother? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which are valid questions. There's two brothers, there's two surviving family members, and you've honed in on one. Why? Right. You know, and not that this was said, but I was just racking my brain thinking about what the motive might be for Jason to want to do that. But I mean, I guess just punishment to Grant, maybe, to kill the people that were paying for everything for him potentially if he had this resentment toward his brother forgetting all of that yeah not to kill him but to kill everyone around him that was funding it you know if you if you take the step back and don't look at the complexity of it I guess that could be or maybe maybe
0: like this again I would need a stretch for this reach Mm -hmm. but like maybe some sort of resentment against mom for like remarrying and
1: having yeah, a family that caused that much i don't know could be or that you know that the parents let him get away with so much and envious i mean who right. knows
0: i guess i mean there's enough potential that i understand that concern
1: i thought it was an interesting law because right because i i like it because i wish that that were incorporated more because i can see the relevance there absolutely and so then danny anderson the detective answers those questions he said we did look into him we looked into everything we didn't know we were going into this blind basically right we know as much as you do right now we combed over everything with jason too but the thing was is we could account for where he was before during and after we can't do that with grant right like we can corroborate what jason says
0: jason's got a family and yeah yeah. and
1: he's away and also, really, I mean... Probably the mo- cell phone data, one look at it, and you're like, okay, different and state. And the motives that you and I just roundtabled, and I mean, I'm sure they could have come up with more too, especially being in court, but those are reaching. Yeah, and they're
0: lackluster, to say the least, in comparison of course. to Grant's.
1: So, what this did, though, was give defense a bit of confidence because the jurors are asking questions... Of the police saying, why didn't you look into these things? And so defense is kind of getting like a kick in their step. Like, all right, it's, it's, you know, it's working. They're questioning it. We might actually get an acquittal out of this. So then prosecution says that, well, they, they make an interesting point because they put Sylvie's photo up in court because a big part of the prosecution's case was saying that he was so transfixed on this woman he was so obsessed he was so misled in his feelings for her that he would do anything and i mean anything to get access to her
0: yeah that's not gonna make people think you're guilty
1: and wanted to remove anybody who was trying to drive that wedge right anyone that was gonna tell him he couldn't or make it difficult for him to he was gonna get rid of this is a big part of the prosecution's case and, and what his motive was. And this is what they're describing. Okay. And so also, while they're talking about this stuff, they've got a photo of Sylvie up in court. Now, Grant locked eyes on this photo of Sylvie. Oh god. And wouldn't look away. It was like he was in a trance. His eyes were like glued to her. It was so unsettling the way that he just was like oh. s- lo- staring so lovingly at her at this woman and it's just he's never yeah. even met and it's person. just a photo right and he didn't look at anything else in this case like that didn't look at photos of his family like that he didn't he didn't show emotion or have any reaction to anything else in this entire trial but when a picture of sylvie is up there he is honed in damn and so prosecution literally pointed that out they worked that into their case they were like i know you all saw what i saw which was that this man couldn't look away if he tried right and it's true it was like there was no one else in the room so that was a lot
0: So, so he believes in love at first sight
1: so they also hammered home that he had motive and opportunity okay so the motive was kind of what we talked about he was cut off he was cut out And the last thing his parents did was actually contact Sylvie and tell her not to speak with him anymore. Oh, really? Yes. Shit. And that was the last straw for Grant. And this is what they're saying. They're saying he left the house and didn't go back until after he was kicked out. Or at least that's what Grant said. But then when they find Grant in the hotel, do you know what he had in his wallet? His dad's credit card. So if you're the dad.
0: Who just died.
1: No, but, well, if you're the dad, in a fight with your son, kicking him out of the house because of the money that he's spent on this woman thousands of miles away... Right. And is the reason... Well, she's not the reason. He is. But he spent your money, where you had to remortgage your home, like, that amount of money... Right. ...on this woman, and you're kicking him out because he broke that rule. Are you going to send him on his way with your credit card? Hell no. Okay. So that doesn't add up because if he was kicked out, which he was. Right. And he's saying he never went back to the house after he was kicked out. His why dad didn't just give him his credit card on the way. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? So they're like, that's a lie. That didn't happen. Because right. you didn't leave or you didn't leave when you said you did. Yeah. Because why do you have his credit card? And also, you know, why are we spending money on it? But whatever. So. They're painting the picture that for the last six months of his life, the darkest time in his life, really, his life revolved around her. And yeah. now his family, brother That's included, threatened all of it. Trying to take it away. And he was literally broke. I mean, he didn't have money. You can't. Yeah. Uh, the The well had dr- dried up. There was nothing left. The only way he was going to be able to do it is if they still funded it. And they give gave him a big, fat no. Yep. So, prosecution also says how he staged the scene and how everything happened. Okay. So, they said that he tried to make it look like an altercation between Chad and Cody. And he said that just after they all died, the first thing he did was transfer himself money and jump right back into talking to her. And while he was interviewed, not once did he ask about his family... Right, if they were okay. What he, even happened? He also didn't deny it. He never said it wasn't me or I didn't do it. He just said I don't have answers for right. you. Right. So, they're saying he went into the house while his mom was working. I believe she worked at home. She was found shot dead at her work desk. oh She was shot in the head, so she was like dead over her computer desk, and you can oh. see the crime scene photos. It is pretty brutal, but he did. What I'm assuming is just kind of come up from behind her. I don't think that she was expecting it. She was sitting. Good. So she's sitting in her desk.
0: I'm good. And like, I'm glad that that wasn't a huge lead up for her to be afraid and have her right. last moments like that.
1: So then he waits and he's waiting for Chad to get home. Oh, my God. So he stays in the home until his dad gets home with his dead mom with his dead mom that he just shot. And his dad walks in the door after getting home, which I think was from work. Mm hmm. Shoots him in the kitchen. Okay. Dad drops. His lunchbox falls. Like he's just gotten home from work. Okay. He picks up dad's phone. Damn, didn't he even have time to take his shoes off. He transfers money from his dad's account to his. And then he texts his brother Cody and says, You need to come home. Oh, my from God. From his dad's phone. So Cody rushes home, thinking something's wrong. As Cody walks in the house through the garage, he shoots him dead. Oh, my God. Stages the scene and leaves. So. Cody's girlfriend speaks with investigators, too, and and this is included in court. But she's saying that she knew that Grant had stolen $60,000 from Cody. Holy! So from his own brother. So right. now this is sort of coming out. This piece that was sort of new was that she was dating Cody who was incredibly frustrated with his brother and what everything was with everything that was happening and and what was happening with the family. Right. And also said that Cody had told her that Grant was stealing some of his belongings and like selling them for money so that he could still talk to her. So like, not only is he taking like cash from him and stuff like that, but he's stealing his shit to go sell
0: for the money, for
1: money to do it. And so she's like, You know, secondhand hearing about this, like, what the fuck? Right. Of course, those are my words. The girlfriend said that Cody had told her that he was afraid Grant would kill everyone. Like, he was starting to get weary of his own brother with what was going on. So, there's a quote from prosecution that I wanted to include in here. It says, For over four hours, with the bodies of his dead mother and father in the house, the defendant waits for Cody to come home. Right. By any definition of the word cold, these murders were cold. Shit. And I just thought that was pretty yeah. telling. And it that was the first mention of time passage that I could find okay. of how long in between each murder there was. So it looks like at least from when the dad got home right. to when Cody got there. Because I think Cody had, was wrapping up his shift at work that wasn't super long and then saw the text and was like oh he, i'll Gotta come right home. home i think he might have yeah, gone somewhere else after work or something and it was like oh i've got a text i'm just gonna go right home right and then he goes in to the his brother shooting him basically right. cody was found in the doorway of in the garage in the fetal position oh that's how he died so defense is leaning on the fact that there's no physical evidence and really they're not wrong how in the frick frack would you murder three people literally and not leave with like a bit of blood on you yeah because there wasn't any there was no blood on him and it was really you know the state's burden to prove that he was guilty and the defense is saying that this isn't this isn't the case that You've got a lot of circumstantial evidence, but you've got a whole lot of nothing else. Right. And the state is like, we've got a lot here. But the state's also worried that the jurors were pushing back so much about Jason. Ah. So with all of that, the defense rested, the state's rested, now we wait. Okay. Defense has this glimmer of hope that they've instilled just enough doubt that there's a chance of an acquittal. Right. And on July 31st, 2019, the jury returned a verdict after deliberating for over eight hours. Okay. All right. Guilty on all three murders. Hell yeah. So that was a bit of a blow. They were not really expecting that. I mean, they were obviously really hoping that it wouldn't happen in terms of the defense team, but kind of thought they had instilled enough doubt time do but, they appeal well but now it's time to decide if he would be given the death sentence or if he would just get life
0: mm, so they got another job to do
1: so the attorneys tried to highlight the parts of grant's life to sort of like sway away from the death penalty so they sort of spoke to the lack of really any criminal history now Let's be real. He did have criminal history, the the nursing deal, but all that got dropped. So if you were looking at right. concrete convictions, there weren't any. Okay. They leaned on his age. He was like 30. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that he was raised as a good Christian boy. That he loved his family. Okay. That he was an excellent student and a college graduate. Oh. That he was a nurse who dedicated his professional life to giving health care.
0: All four okay, years no, of it. Okay. No, I
1: didn't. In that while he was incarcerated, he had no disciplinary history. He didn't get in trouble in jail. I'll give it that. Okay. So they're saying you shouldn't. So then the defense is like, if you could just focus on the 99% of Grant's life where he did good. Right. Do not give him the death penalty. Okay. And they didn't. Okay. So he is currently serving life in prison. Good. For murdering his entire family. Here's the thing. I feel like in a case
0: like that. And don't get me wrong. um, Again. Like we, we've mentioned very briefly. Because it can go so. So passionately either way. Um, We don't. Really get into like the death penalty. Arguments. Mm-hmm. But I kind of prefer in this case. That he didn't get it. Because now he has to spend his entire life. Reminiscing.
1: Uh, you want to know the kicker mm -hmm. defense reached out to sylvie to try to get her as part of the the uh the case and everything she never answered hell yeah the second that the money stopped coming in yeah it's her job but what i'm saying is like she probably knows now that this man murdered his whole family for her yeah she was like nope not touching that (laughs) yeah backed the fuck up but it's like It was never about him to her. And again, she played the role well. That was her job. Right. He was convinced so much so that it was worth murdering the people closest to him. Really the only people in the whole world that really gave a shit about him. Yeah. Because he burned every other fucking bridge. And it was worth it to him to snuff them out for just minutes more with her. Oh my gosh. Never even touched her never met her in person never grabbed a coffee never went on a date never did any of that she wore the lingerie that he sent him that that he sent her and and fucking made a video or two i don't know maybe it was like a minute long who knows you can do it a lot in a minute but not that much yep not enough to kill your family over no i I don't know it's like
0: part of me is so glad that he is Living with that and having to deal with that, but only if he ends up working enough on his mental health to recognize what a clusterfuck that was. I know, and not for nothing. I I'm pretty sure it's gonna take some work for him to get there. I mean, I think if you're willing to kill your family over a cam girl, mm-hmm. it's gonna take a minute before you kind of realize that your two and two don't equal four. I would think. Um. What the fuck? It's just so much. And it's so, like, just like you said, it's so devastating. Like, he was a man who isolated himself so much so to the point that he would rather be isolated on a video with a girl who does exactly what he says, exactly what he wants, because he's paying for that. Mm -hmm. Then listen to his family that actually cares about him tell him that he needs to make some adjustments to get back
1: to a normal life. And they could have turned him into the police at any point. Yeah which honestly maybe they should have. Yeah. I think
0: I think it's so interesting in most times when we talk about like dollar value of crimes because things that us CJ majors think about that maybe not everybody thinks about would include the cost of incarceration. What actually does it take to keep someone healthy and living in a prison setting when we're detaining them? So in terms of society, sure, that's a cost of the crime. But what's fascinating to me is when we sort of put pen to paper, what numbers we come up with are like, this is misdemeanor theft versus a felony theft. And even if you just took his brother and the 60 grand that he stole from him, right, that would be a felony theft charge. It's just so much. So that mixed with all of the other family members, with his parents' money, with his brother's money. That is
1: so, so much money. Mm Mm-hmm. I know. It's totaled at over $200,000. It's so much. From his family, which means she made $200,000 from him in six months and that's one person that's not her only client
0: honestly i'm thinking of changing profession guys what do you think
1: <laughs> i mean from the comfort not of really from the comfort of your own home yeah i mean i'm just saying and i know it's a, it's a different country different agency different whatever all those different laws rules what have you but it fucking works yeah yeah she wasn't living with nothing I don't think she was, like, struggling to eat. Nope. I think she did all right. And she for Sylvie. And in the same way that I think predators seek out victims, mm-hmm. I guess, I have to imagine that there's certain things, and not that it's this sinister, but I mean... You sniff out the desperate ones. You sniff out the guy who's just like really having a rough time, who really needs that extra TLC and you do it just right. And now he's fucking hooked.
0: Yep. He is going nowhere. Well, and I think part of it too is, you know, like I keep harping on like good for Sylvie solely because I know sex work has had a lot of ups and downs and reputation over the years and his actions because of her are not her fault. Like she didn't ask him to do that. No, so no, I don't no. want her to be sort of associated with the, the sinister element of this. But you're totally right. Like you look for clients. You don't look for like the one and done. I'm in town for a night and I need to have some fun, but I can't find anyone I actually want to like do anything with. So here we are. For better or worse, whether or not that's been you or not, that's not going to lead to like a stable client relationship
1: no you're that's not a it's not going to be a long-term source of income right. for you as the it's not as
0: quote-unquote sustainable you know right and so i think that it's interesting especially here like i hope that she didn't catch a lot of shit for this i really hope she didn't
1: she hasn't even been able to been contacted i don't Good. think so i think she dipped I think she probably changed her name or like her stage name yeah whatever her professional name was or whatever but I mean she played her part well she didn't make him do any of that she wasn't implicated in that in that way but he became so obsessed with the concept of like owning that and having that and having access to somebody and getting kind of frustrated that he couldn't just like talk to her without having to pay but would do what he needed to do yeah. To be able to do Clearly. so. And I think why this case gets me so much, I like, I feel like I've had such a strong reaction to it is because it is over something so stupid. It is. It is Ugh. so dumb. These poor people who just loved their family member, who tried to support them over nothing. I mean, could you imagine being killed over that? Well, and the, like,
0: yeah, nothing. It is literally over nothing. It's not... I don't know. It's just like, it also hurts my heart. It hurts my heart for them because it's so aimless. It's so needless, but it also hurts my heart for him where I'm like, how alone and stuck in your head do you have to be to believe that three people who would take that big of a loss for you that would swallow as much as they did out of sheer love for you and just desire to see you do well and rebound the entitlement you think they're not worth the The respect the dignity the life their fucking money like they you don't think they're worth any of that and that someone who has done only what you ask of them not a like not a drop more not a word less solely what you ask solely what you pay for is more important than that that just makes me sad that has to be such a lonely existence
1: but the the sheer entitlement oh, that yeah. he felt to his family's mo- i mean to everything to just backstab them over and over again break their trust break their hearts ruin you know their future for what yeah. they had worked their lives to set up and you ripped that away from them and then felt entitled to do it more so and more so and then you take their lives from them too right over nothing at the end of the day, whether his parents were alive and he lived at home or he's in jail for killing them or in prison for killing them. I hate getting the two <laughs> mixed up. But regardless, whether he's incarcerated or not. Yeah. He's still not speaking with her. So at the end of the day, he killed them for no reason because he's, in pr- he's not Zero. speaking to her now. Nope. Was that worth it? Was it worth killing everybody for you to still not talk oh. to her? Because I bet if you could have, I don't know, gotten a job, mm-hmm. worked got yourself set up found some purpose found some meaning you found- wouldn't need that anymore and also if you did you could probably afford to do it yourself yep so you wouldn't need to leech off of your family and scam them out of money also like
0: i don't know maybe i'm a romantic but like why,
1: would, why wouldn't you just want a, a, a real one a partner a real one yeah like one you can
0: actually like see and snug and, like, and have hugs and get your back rubbed when you've had a hard day and not and someone stay up to till call. 3 a.m.
1: Because your time difference is like that and because you have to like sneak around your family because you're being yep. a little naughty. Yeah. And if I spend money on them, it's because I want to and I want to spoil them and I want to see them happy. Not
0: because that's you what's required to, to yeah. interact,
1: not because it's transactional. Yeah. yeah. So it's just there was a lot here. Yeah, And I thought it was a different kind of case, I guess. Because yeah. I would say it's financially motivated, but... Uh, no, I think it is. A little of everything, kind of. But it was a bit of a change from my uh, Danny Rowling stuff that yeah. I recently was looking into. Where those crime scenes and everything was so, so graphic cool. and the shock factor. And for this, yeah. it was really just... Law enforcement walked in and the, the family was just dead. That just was yeah. what it was. And... um. Where they were also, found and was just so very much he tried so hard to pose it and it looked so
0: bad. Not to be. Yeah, I was going to say not to be like a little smart ass. But like if you're going to pose it to show. Do it the right. Bu- why wouldn't he just take. OK, there's mom. Scoop up the bullets next to her. All right. Those are the ones that are going to be next to her. Why would you go like mix them up and shit?
1: And also even someone supposedly familiar with firearms would know better than to put the gun on his dad's hip backwards yeah or i don't know why the gun on the dad's hip if it's
0: going to be staged as a murder suicide he doesn't need a fucking weapon also why wouldn't you put the weapon that was used to kill them in the hand
1: it was never found precisely never found we don't know it would get tracked back to him Probably. yeah so wow, you guys, he was a dummy, and that's why I called him greedy Grant greedy Grant, the little dum dum yeah we're not we're not Grant's biggest fan to tell you that
0: no, but you know what? Um I am just gonna throw in some snaps for Sylvie for making it in a business that she did not create, good for her. <laughs> she got two hundred and thousand dollars from six months. I know
1: that's a lucrative ass job uh, that's a hell of a lot more than I make in six months, okay
0: uh-huh. oh it's a hell of a lot more than I make in a year
1: uh yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah but damn that was a good one well thanks i don't want to say like thank you because yikes but also thank
1: you well you're welcome and also not you're welcome but you're welcome thanks yeah (laughs) no thank you oh So, if you guys want to know what Grant looked like and you don't want to Google it because that's lame, but if you want to see like on our Instagram page and see what Sylvie looked like mm -hmm -hmm, and what the family looked like and maybe you want to see some like victim resources or just other like mental health resources or maybe you want to see some reprieves and some funny things or maybe you want to see some pod pets or maybe you want to see any of those or all of them. You should check out our Instagram. all of them. But really, I forget what our Instagram is. Abby, could you
0: tell me? Girl, you know you don't forget it. It's... (laughs) about time for true crime pod with Mm. periods in between every word so that's about period t-i-m-e period f-o-r period t-r-u-e period c-r-i-m-e period p-o-d-b because podcast was too long thanks instagram Mm. um but if you wanted to send us like i don't know a hometown story a request something you'd like to hear our take on Please feel free to do that and leave all of your little details and curious questions um, in
1: an email. But Ali where could they email us? So if you guys wanted to email us, you could do so at about time, the number four, tc at gmail.com. So that's A-B-O-U-T-T-I-M-E, numeric four, tc at gmail.com. And we mm. would love it very much. Yes. Oh, so much. So much. Because it's free 99. Incredibly much. If you downloaded some more episodes, maybe you leave a little review. We'd love to see oh gosh, a little five stars. I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
0: We love your comments, um, subscriptions, tell a friend.
1: Really, if you guys did like what you hear, it really does help us out a lot. It helps to sort of like boost that and, and makes us want to keep doing this every week and things. If we know that that's something that you guys are into and it really does mean the world to get your feedback and to see th- you guys leave those ratings and things it really it really keeps us going so we really appreciate when you do that it does and fully you guys it
0: yes it is like a dopamine boost for us to be like oh yay people care and want to hear it but also it's how we climb charts it's how we get our name out there it's how we get put in other people's algorithms so we can share the love and we have so much love and we're so grateful for all of you because Allie and I together don't know as many people as are in the ATFTC fam so we are so grateful but it also only grows then when it gets shared to more people we don't know. So we can't do that legwork anymore, which is why we rely on you guys so much. And we just love you so much.
1: We really we're so do. Well,
0: we're so appreciative. Yeah. Appreciative. Appreciative. Yeah. 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 All right, you guys. Um. Well, big ATFTC fam hug and a Aww. little <sniffs> right on your nose, Aww. consensually. Um. But a little boop. A little boop. I, we hope you
1: guys have, like, a great week. I hope you guys have an awesome week. I hope you have a better week than Grant's having. And I hope that Grant's having a terrible week.
0: Oh, my gosh. I hope his week is, like, the worst. Ugh. Oh, I hope they gave him such bad, like, slop for dinner last night. I was going to say,
1: I hope he gets, like, the worst internet connection ever. <sighs> like, he can't do any of it. No anime. No nothing. Rot. I hope even his Just magazine
0: rot. porn has to buffer.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, all the pages are sticky. Ooh yeah no that's sticky stuck <laughs> they're, they're together <laughs> well thank you guys sorry for that oh so much <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna thank you for that visual but i will thank our listeners for hanging out with us and if i do look at my watch i believe that that was
0: about time, time for true crime Bye. later